On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Dwight Mason, pastor of New Point Church, and he talks about leadership training and why you need to be ready for the big ask. Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hossman, and with me today, I'm super excited, Dwight Mason. He's the lead pastor of New Point Community Church. Dwight, thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, I'm glad, Kirby. I, I, I really appreciate it. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, is, um, you know, obviously you're a pastor, but I really noticed you know, you have a focus on personal development, whether it's for per- for personal or business. You have a right. Leader's Edge podcast. You train people. Why do you do that? Is that is that like a strategy or is it just something you're interested in? Oh, I, um, it's really both. I, I'm interested in, in leadership and just how people think and how people lead uh, organizations. But it's also a strategy in that uh, you know, one of my goals in life is to be able to um, add value to people. Mm-hmm. And um, in high school and college, I, I played point guard. Nice. And and so I would much rather have an assist than to score a bucket. Mm-hmm. So, you know, leader's edge, hopefully. And, and what I try to do is to help people score in life. Mm-hmm. And I get tremendous satisfaction out of that. And so it's a strategy in that I, you know, I think that if you make or if you help or add value to somebody, they become a better leader than whatever world they're living in, whether it's in their, their marketplace or their home or their community, we're going to have a better, better business, a better home, a better uh, community. Mm. Now that's that's really great, and it's funny because you know it's a, the sort of thing I pay attention to, right? Why is it you see how people go to kind of go to market, and uh, right. I've, I've noticed that about you guys, and I really think it's interesting. So um, recently, heard you talk about having a conversation where someone kind of took you to lunch or something, and you said. Hey, what are some things that you would like to do but you can't afford to do right now? And you you tell the story. You're like you gave them ten things right away. Why, why do you think it's important to think like that when you're building an organization? Well, you know, I think it's important to um, to have a, a a clear, compelling vision. Mm. And for me, a vision is a mental picture of a preferable future. And and so you need to be able to think beyond today or beyond the week or even beyond the month and you need to be able to say and think you know here's where I'd like to be in 12 months or here's where I'd like to be in 18 months Mm -hmm. and so to me it's just a a natural thing to be able to say you know here's where I'd like to be um, in in 12 months 18 months 36 months whatever it is and um, I, I hope that it's big enough that I don't have all the answers, mm-hmm. that I, I don't have all the solutions. As a matter of fact, I don't even have all the resources. And I'm just saying if things would fall in place uh, in, a, in a nice way and in a, uh, a fortunate way, here's where I'd like to see us in 12 months, 18 months, 36 months. And so to me, it's all, just all about thinking ahead and thinking futuristic and and being able to do that because what happens is for me anyways when I do that it it makes me more alert and aware to things around me yeah. and and I see things 
maybe more clear, and I'm looking for things more intently and intentionally because I know that I'm going to need this. And so it, it just makes me more alert and more aware of what's going on around me because I, I know what I'm going to need, or I think I know what I'm going to need. It yeah. doesn't always work out that way, but it just makes me more attentive and aware of what's happening. So when I meet someone like you or, or somebody else or I come across an opportunity, you know, I'm able to assess and say, okay, would this help us reach our, our, our goal for the 12 years or fulfill our vision? And so to me, it just um, is a big, 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 big plus. Otherwise, you're just reacting to everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. When you said it, uh, when I heard you say it the first time, you, you said you, when somebody asks you a question like that, you don't want to say, I'll get back to you. Um, right. because it's an opportunity. And I think what you're saying is like, Hey, during that moment, it allows you to act quickly, right? Like when, when you Absolutely. see that opportunity. So I, and it speaks to the person yeah. because I mean, if, if the person who is, um, uh, asking you that, uh, no doubt is a resourceful person or they wouldn't be asking you that. And I, I think, you know, one of the things to be able to get somebody to contribute uh, to your organization or maybe to what you believe in, I think you have to have clarity and I think you have to have character and competency. And so if, if somebody says, hey, you know, what are you thinking about that you don't have the resources, if you're able to share that with them, then nine chances out of ten what they're thinking is, this guy's been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. You know, he probably has a plan. He probably has a strategy. He's he's probably not flying by the seat of his pants. And and so I think that that helps that other person be more willing to look at it or maybe buy in quicker and faster. Yeah, that's a great point because if, if you can answer that question quickly, they know that you've prepared. And right. so that's a great point. Um, my final question for you, obviously I know you're a man of faith, uh, but uh – -huh. You know, we've got a lot of entrepreneurs, salespeople who watch this uh, show and listen to this. Right. So what are some sources of inspiration for you, whether it's reading or podcasts or meeting people? What, what are some things that you, when you need to go to the well to get inspired, what do you do? Well, I, I mean, it's all of those. Uh, <clears throat> I read books, uh, but I, I also read uh, summaries of books mm -hmm. because of, of maybe specific topics. So. I may not read the whole book. I may just buy a book summary of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I do that um, continually. Um, I, I read articles from different magazines, whether it be Fast Company or Inc. or something along Success Magazine. Um, I listen to podcasts, um, both those of faith and, and, and those of, of just the marketplace. You know, somebody like maybe Andy Stanley or maybe Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Um, as well as somebody like Jack Welsh or Jim Collins. Um, so I do that. Um, I also read blogs. Um, I, I'm, I'm one that, that just likes to glean a lot. Mm -hmm. and, and so I look for those opportunities to be able to glean. The other thing is, is I, I try to meet with other leaders who um, are ahead of me. Uh, they may not even have anything to do with, quote, unquote, my faith or a church, um, but they're big thinkers because anytime I get around people who thinks they, they think big, 
It always motivates yeah. me. It energizes me. And I think that we always need to be able to intentionally connect with people who are thinking bigger uh, than us. And sometimes that can be intimidating. You know, and there's been times that I've been in a room and I've asked myself, what on earth are you doing in this room? <laughs> but I, I'm not there so much to to show them my quote-unquote wisdom. I'm there to be a sponge. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to be able to hear them talk and how they're addressing problems and the issues that they have maybe within their company. So mm -hmm. those are some ways in which I um, get inspired. Yeah, it's so funny when you say, it's like every once in a while, when you look around and you realize that there are a bunch of people that are that almost intimidate you, you're probably in the right, right room, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. If you're always the smartest guy in the room or the most gifted guy in the room, you need to change rooms. Yeah. Uh, you, you need to be around people who who challenge you and and are further ahead. And, and that doesn't always mean age. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we think, well, that means somebody who's um, a senior to me. But I've been in rooms with people who are younger than me, and they're sharper than me, and um, they, they think differently. Yeah. And uh, that's always good to be able, you know, you're not going to grow if you're comfortable. you you got to get out of your, your zone and uh, allow yourself to get uncomfortable and to be stretched. No, totally right. That's great advice, Dwight. You've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me a question. Do you have one for me? Yeah, I do. You know, you're you're in the, the marketing and communication business. And, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm dealing with constantly is uh, there's the information overload sure. that, that we have in society. I mean, you've got social media and you, you, you've got everybody just hitting you. And, and I'm just curious of what your thought is, um, you know, what's your approach of marketing and communicating in a world that, that is on information overload and really experience uh, fatigue? Mm -hmm. and, and how do you get their attention? And, and what are some things that, that you would say, hey, you know what, you want to get your message across, you want to communicate effectively, here's something that you need to consider. Yeah, I actually think, and again, uh, so a couple things. Number one, I, I have said that all of us are a media company today, right? Like, so right. I'm a media company that also sells marketing services. A car dealer is right. a media company that also sells cars. And that kind of goes to your point about there's a little bit of information overload. But I actually think that my philosophy will jive with yours a little bit. I actually talk a lot about saying that we are in the give first economy today. Right. Um, because so many people are ask, 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 ask. If you spend time with your advertising, with your media, with your marketing in providing value first, then you tend to build trust and build integrity with the audience so that when you go for the ask, they're open to it. Um, and I think right. that's one of the best strategies. And you can do that through content creation. That's why I'm doing this right here, right, is I want to provide right. value just like you said uh, at the beginning of this. Uh, you can do it through just, hey, thank you cards or, um, you know – essentially tailoring your content or your message so that it's value-driven first as opposed to, um, uh, hey, buy from me, buy from me, or donate right. to me, or come to my church, or whatever. I think when right. you provide value first, the audience in today's world will follow because they have the ability to turn us off, right? right. Like they, right. They, can, they can unfollow just as easy. So I think what you're talking about with the Leader's Edge and how you're providing value 
I think that that's the right approach. You can always dig in the weeds with tactics, but from a 10,000 foot view, I think that is the most powerful thing you can do today. Great. Thanks. Well, cool. Dwight, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy and uh, we'll have to do it again. Okay. I'd love to. Thanks, Herbie. All right. That wraps up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.